You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what is good? Okay, so this upcoming weekend, we, we're going to have a lot of things happening, actually, You know, although there wasn't a lot of marketing and proper promotion in place for this upcoming fight card that I'm going to be talking about today, of course, you know, we're going to have a whole pay-per-view card this upcoming weekend. And I feel like there hasn't been enough promotion about it. And not a lot of people are actually hyped about this upcoming card, which I find very surprising. But anyhow, we are going to be definitely breaking it down today on the show. So that is pretty much what we have lined up for today. And I know it's been a hot minute since we last talked about boxing. And there's actually a lot of things happening in boxing in terms of some of the fights that are going to be happening in the upcoming months. And, uh, you know, when when um, you have a very big fight card in boxing happening in a couple, in a couple of months, they usually start their promotion and their press conferences early on from a few months before. And that is actually what is happening with some of the big fights that are supposed to be happening sometime later um, this year. Some of them are happening in May. Some are happening in June. And that is a phenomenal time for everybody, I think, because, you know, it's the beginning of summer and um, everybody's just so hyped up for those fights, you know, especially when they start their promotion tours early. You know what you're going to be expecting. Um, The trash talk will obviously be building up one press conference after another so that's always exciting and like i said it's been a hot minute since we last talked about boxing so today we're definitely going to be briefly talking about some of the press conferences that are happening right now for some of the big um big name fights that are happening in boxing that are going to be happening in boxing so we're going to be talking about that what else man that's that's pretty much what we have lined up for today you know like the same old breakdowns and some updates in terms of boxing so that is what we have lined up for today let's see if we saw anything happening over this past weekend well i know there was this um ufc fight card in the czech republic i believe and i know that i watched that fight card because i watched it during the day because it was happening in europe and for the first time ever i was able to (laughs) watch a full fight card without any interruptions without any dosing offs and you know just just falling asleep on the couch because the fights um some of the fights will be um boring none of that it was actually very exciting and um some some good fights actually took place on that fight card so shout out to them and i believe we also had bellator the day after so on sunday this this past sunday there was a bellator card happening somewhere i'm not exactly sure didn't watch it myself i just um, watched some of the highlights um there's this new guy from ireland um you might have heard his name um his last name is uh, gallagher so i believe it's james gallagher so he is claiming to be the new Conor McGregor. And he's also from Ireland, so he thinks that he deserves all the hype that is pretty much surrounding his um, 
entrance into the into the world of MMA. And, um, you know, um, he's had his own ups and downs and um, he's had his own opportunities to shine in the world of MMA. And not so not so long ago, he actually had a fight that he was completely wiped out by his opponent. And, um, you know, it's, it usually really sucks when you're just about to make your way into the into a new world, into a whole new world of um, sports. And you think that you're going to be a superstar, but then something like that actually takes place. And, um, you know, it all um, matters how you um, how well, rather, you're able to bounce back from such a tough loss like that. So that's exactly what he did, Gallagher. And um, he came back. He had a fight. He won his fight over this past Sunday. And there you go. Good for him. Um, uh, he, I know he's fighting in Bellator, but if he really wants to be well known like Conor McGregor, he needs to um, think about uh, other business opportunities as well. So if his contract with Bellator somewhat ends up um, being being done, you know, if he if he finishes all the fights that he has promised to do for Bellator and he becomes a free agent sometime soon, then I would recommend that he tries to at least sign with um, the UFC, like a more mainstream organization, so that his name is uh, is heard better in the world of um, MMA and combat sports overall, and that, um, you know, more people actually get to witness um, what sort of great things he, he does in his fights. So that's my recommendation to him. I know it's only supposed to be about sports and uh, it's only about... Um, it's supposed to be about the authenticity of the sport itself and the athleticism itself. But in this day and age, you have to be business conscious as well. You need to be able to make um, good um, business decisions, what works best for you, what brings you the most money and what actually makes you well known to the world. Because that's also important, especially if you're if you're new to the game and you're just um, trying to build a whole new fan base for yourself so that's pretty important and yeah that's my recommendation to james gallagher so there's that um that's pretty much what happened over this past weekend so like i said i really want to talk about boxing especially this week in our episode because um over the weekend i was obviously as always pretty busy and every time i wanted to take a study break I would just um, put on a few press conference videos on YouTube. And the one that really specifically um, hyped me up, you, you could say in a way, was press conferences that happened um, uh, for the fights between Anthony Joshua and Jarrell Miller, a.k.a. Big Baby. So in case, um, actually, I'm not exactly sure that I um, mentioned this on the show before, but in case you didn't know, on June 2nd, Anthony Joshua is supposed to be defending all of his heavyweight belts. So in case you don't know, Anthony Joshua, of course, he is the current WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO heavyweight champion of the world. So he has about 80% or actually he has almost all the belts that are out there for for heavyweight boxing except for the WBC title which is currently held by the American champion Deontay Wilder of course we've talked about him many times on the show now a lot of people were saying that this fight that Anthony Joshua is currently having with um, big baby Miller was supposed to be a fight between him and 
and Deontay Wilder because it will make sense because it would be a it would pretty much be a unification fight for all the belts. So whoever went whoever would actually win that fight would win all the belts and, and would become the new unified heavyweight champion of the world. However, because of many business reasons and because of many political reasons, like boxing political reasons, this fight is not happening, and what is happening actually is a fight between Anthony Joshua and Big Baby Miller, which we're still not really mad about because the way they're trying to sell this fight, it's still pretty exciting, and I will tell you why. So if you pay attention to some of the press conferences that have actually taken place so far, it, it is pretty interesting because you would see, first of all, you would see a lot of trash shock as, a, as um, it is pretty usual in all um, combat sports press conferences. It is nothing new, of course, and it just gives it a bit more spice to the whole fight. You know, you, you're just for some reason more excited to watch the fight in the future. It's not, you know it's not going to be boring, and I know not all the trash talk is actually real. They're just saying it to, to make the other person mad about something and trying to hype things up. They don't necessarily mean it in a personal way. But in this particular case, I don't know. Uh, there's just something about this specific fight and all the pre-fight trash talking that is happening between these two guys, between Anthony Joshua and Big Baby Miller, that I'm, I'm sort of... Um, you know, uh, skeptical. I'm sort of thinking maybe there's actually something going on here because if you pay attention, and I'm not saying that I'm a psychologist or anything, and I know a lot of people aren't out there who were probably watching the press conference videos, but if you pay attention, the way Big Baby Miller is trash talking to Anthony Joshua, it seems like a little bit, I mean, it's just a bit obvious here that it seems like all the trash talk is actually being um, impactful on Anthony Joshua. And this is really weird because when you think about someone like Anthony Joshua, well, obviously he's the heavyweight champion of the world. And he has pretty much all the belts in the, in the whole heavyweight division. So there will be no reason for him to not be confident in himself and in his own boxing skills. It, it would make the most sense if he would just come out there and try to tackle back with his own um, set of trash talking, um, you know, targeted towards Big Baby Miller himself. But in this particular case, when Big Baby Miller is trash talking Anthony Joshua, it just feels like Anthony Joshua is actually taking all of those things seriously. And um, it seems like it's, it's all actually getting to his head, which is something that really does concern me. Because you could be the best in the world. You could be the champion of the world. You could be the greatest of all time. Yet if you have a very weak mentality, if you are not confident in yourself and you're not confident in your own abilities and what sort of things you are capable of in a fight, then you've already lost the fight. Let me tell you this. And um you know, this is really important in sports, and uh, we have seen so many cases of this happening in the past with guys who, who have been at the top of their game, but because of some, uh, some sort of trash talk and some sort of something that just went into their head that shouldn't really have, you know, impacted them in, in that serious manner, because of that, they've actually lost their fight, even though they had all the advantages in the world, all the physical advantages, all the athletic um, advantages in, in that fight against their opponent, they have lost the fight because they have lost the fight in their own mind. 
And like I said, this is something that really does concern me about Anthony Joshua in this case. Especially on, on a side note, I was watching another interview um, uh, that was being done with um, Anthony Joshua and the interviewer. So first of all, shout out to The Breakfast Club, um, Charlemagne the God. I he's something he's someone that I really look for, uh, <laughs> you know, look up to as a role model in podcasting and just um, radio broadcasting. Shout out to him. So Charlemagne the God was actually doing an interview with Anthony Joshua. And apparently Charlemagne um, noticed something on um, Anthony Joshua's knuckles and he said, yo, Anthony Joshua, what is on your knuckles? Your knuckles look super beat up and it just looks like you literally just punched a wall. And AJ, Anthony Joshua says, um, you know, he kind of um, paused for a second and didn't really say anything. He just had a smile on his face. And uh, he said that, you know, it's all stress. It's all because of stress. And he really did admit that he had punched a wall prior to the press conferences. And uh, I don't know about you. I mean, he, he could have just said that to... I don't know, put something in people's minds, put something um, in the media so that people can actually talk about it. It could be anything. But when something like that happens to the heavyweight champion of the world, when you punch the wall as as a result of stress, all the stress that you're going through because of the potential things that your opponent has been um, saying to you and trash talking, that's a bit concerning. And I'm not saying that, oh, you're a weak person if you, if you punch the wall because of something, because of anger, because of stress. I'm not saying that at all. I'm pretty sure there's been times that all of us out there have at some point at least like screamed into a pillow or punched a wall or just, um, you know, throw, thrown a table around or something because of anger or stress. Totally get that. But the fact that um, if, 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 only and if Anthony Joshua had actually punched a wall because of all the things that Baby Miller had, Big Baby Miller had, had actually said to him in the press conferences, not really sure how to feel about that because Anthony Joshua, you're the champion of the world. You're the heavyweight heavyweight champion of the world. You're supposed to be the baddest man on planet Earth. And this is what you do as a result of someone just, just trash talking to you. And he should know, Anthony Joshua should know that this is not the first time that Big Baby Miller is doing trash talking at this um, level to someone uh, that he's supposed to be fighting off against. If you know Big Baby Miller and if you have been... Um, catching up with you know some of the pre-fight pre uh, press conferences and media tours that he has been doing for his fights that is pretty regular for him and that's all he does like that's the way he sells his own fights that is actually one of the main reasons why i would say this fight was um, set up in the first place because listen they're definitely not going to set up an opponent like a random fighter in the heavyweight division to fight off against Anthony Joshua, who isn't really well known. I mean, he could be a very talented boxer, but if he doesn't really talk about, um, you know, talk in favor of his own abilities and his own skills, doesn't really boast about himself, then is it going to be a, a very exciting fight for the for the fans or the fans are going to be looking forward to it? Well, they could, but it's going to be really tough to sell. And in this particular case, because Big Baby Miller, he has that, that um, 
uh, sort of charisma in him, it just gives it gives it a bit more spice to the press conferences and to the marketing aspect of this whole fight. And um, you know, they don't have to do some extra work, put in extra money to to make promotional videos and things like that because Big Baby Miller he already has it in him, and that uh, he he can actually sell the fights for himself. He can do his own part of selling the fight to the whole world. So because of that, they're they're definitely gonna match him up against someone like Anthony Joshua, someone who is at such a high level in, in the sport of boxing and um, you know it, w- it would make sense business-wise and um, it, it would make sense that it, this fight would actually sell a lot uh, anywhere in the world so like I said I just hope that Anthony Joshua all of these things aren't actually being impacted on him seriously if that makes sense I hope that he really puts his mind and and focus in training first and foremost and that he really does believe in himself because he is Anthony Joshua and um, he's the champion of the world and um, he has beaten so many big name fighters in his professional career he is currently undefeated he's he's beaten guys like um, Vladimir Klitschko who used to be the champion of the world he beat a legend like Vladimir Klitschko. He has beaten people like Joseph Parker, former he has beaten former champions like Joseph Parker, okay? So because of all those things, he needs to he needs to have confidence in himself. I know sometimes as people overall, as human beings, and and this doesn't just apply to sports, sometimes we forget how far we have come to get to the place that we are in right now. For example, you could be going through um, uh, you know, challenges in life, challenges at workplace, at school, but you forget, listen, the, the point that I'm at right now, I have accomplished so many harder things to get to this point. I have done it. And so therefore I can, I can do it again. You forget all of those things because you're just so preoccupied with the challenge that um, has um, presented itself to you at, at, at this moment. You forget all the great things that you've accomplished in your life. And so in this particular case, I would recommend that Anthony Joshua actually goes on YouTube and watches all of the previous knockouts and wins that he has scored in his professional career so that he reminds himself how great of a boxer, how great of an athlete he really is and how talented he is so that he can regain his um, confidence back and uh, that he is just going to come into this fight fully prepared both physically and mentally and um, comes into this fight and properly uh, fights off um, uh, Big Baby Miller. So, man, I don't know why I talked about that so much, but uh, I just felt like it was really important to bring up here on the show because that was something that I noticed. And um, it, this was this is the first time that I've noticed something like that with Anthony Joshua. Not, I haven't really noticed that with his previous fights that he has had. So he really needs to pay attention to his uh, mentality, man. So definitely, I hope he listens to, listens to this and uh, takes my recommendations um, into into consideration. So that is my recommendation for Anthony Joshua. Okay, so there's that. And now, um, because I talked about that a lot, I actually had another announcement in terms of boxing, but I guess I'll talk about it next week because this week I really want to break down um, the fights, the most important fights that are happening on this UFC 235 card that is happening this upcoming Saturday, March 2nd, and it's happening in Las Vegas, obviously. It's a big pay-per-view card. Like I said, although we haven't really seen a lot of promotion happening with it, mm, okay, so I'm not really sure how well this this whole pay-per-view is going to sell. 
But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the fights themselves because some of the fights that are on this card, I'm actually really interested in, in watching. So first of all, let's get started with the main event because it's obviously the most important fight. Everybody's going to be looking forward to this fight because we're going to be having John Jones, the current light heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC, fighting off against the number three contender in the light heavyweight division, a very dangerous fighter, Anthony Smith. So this fight is going to be really interesting, guys, because John Jones, if you don't remember, actually, he fought about a month ago, right? So when he was fighting, he was fighting actually not a month ago. He fought in December, but towards the end of December. That's why it just feels so near. So John Jones, if you remember, he was having his rematch with Alexander Gustafson. And that was supposed to be his com- quote-unquote comeback fights because of all the things that we know John Jones usually goes through with suspensions and doping and all the chronicles that I really don't want to get into right now because if I do, then I'm going to be talking about them a lot. I mean, I can I can spend like a good five episodes, like a full five 30-minute episodes about John Jones's suspensions and dopings and allegations and things like that. So I'm not going to be getting into those today. But talk about his fighting skills. John Jones, when he came back in that fight against Alexander Gustafsson, he showed that he still has it in him. Even though there was a really long um, layoff that he was um, having prior to this fight, he hadn't fought in so many months. Yet he came back into that fight and um, he was being so dynamic. He was being so dynamic on his feet and he was um, throwing um, a great volume of punches so that his opponent wouldn't even have the chance to get close to him, to close the, the range and get close to him. So John Jones was very successful in that regard. And so because of that, I'm, I'm really not sure how Anthony Smith is actually going to be facing off um, a strategy like that in this fight that John Jones might be pro- um, you know proposing to him because... When you think about it, Anthony Smith, his style isn't actually that different from Alexander Gustafson because they're both phenomenal strikers and they usually tend to um, finish the fight standing up while they're striking. Like that's their most preferred um, game plan. Just coming into the fight, try to strike if possible. You know, you just keep up the fight through striking, not really take it to the ground. And, um, you know, that's that's their whole strategy. So in that regard, they're really similar. So it will be interesting to see what Anthony Smith is going to do in this fight. Is he going to overcome some of the things that John Jones was doing with Alexander Gustafson? Has he learned from some of the mistakes that Alexander Gustafson was making in that fight with um, John Jones? Is he able to sort of counteract those constant shots and um, the punches that are being uh, thrown towards him so that he's kept away from John Jones. Is he able to counteract that? And if so, how would it, how would he actually do it? Well, in in a sense, he can actually um, try to utilize his wrestling to, to take down John Jones so that he can get close to him because when you, when you take him down, then obviously, uh, you know, you, you will you will get so much closer to him. The range will be closer. You can actually do ground and pound, and if not, you can you can try many different submission positions, right? So, is he going to do that, or is he going to stick to his um, good old um, <laughs> striking skills? Because if he is uh, going to uh, stick to his striking only, then things are going to get a bit more complicated because John Jones 
excuse me, John Jones himself is a very potent striker. And he's actually a very unorthodox striker. So it would be dangerous. It would be really risky for Anthony Smith to just want to rely on his striking. I would recommend that he mixes things up and he tries to go for takedowns if possible. And try to try to um, neutralize all the constant shots that are being that are potentially going to be thrown towards him by John Jones. So that is my recommendation for Anthony Smith. Although there's an argument in that that um, if he only wants to do wrestling or at least put most of his focus in wrestling and grappling, then that's going to take a lot of energy away from him, and he can potentially get gassed out for the later rounds. But it's just it's just tricky. He has to find a balance between uh, the striking and the and the wrestling, and he just needs to find that balance and try to uh, you know uh, analyze the situation. So how how is John actually doing in a certain moment, and whether or not it's actually proper to go for a, a go for a takedown at that moment, or if it would be best to just stand up with them and try to throw you know trade strikes with them. So it needs to really be critical of, of um, you know, critically analyze how situations are with John Jones. And he needs to fight super smart in this fight. And for John Jones to be successful in this fight, well, we all saw how, how dominating he was in that fight, in the recent fight that he had against Gustafson. If he utilizes the same... Um, same same strategy you know it can work for him but there is some there's something about john jones like i said he's very unorthodox and there hasn't been a situation a case that he has fought the same way in two fights because every single fight that he comes into he fought he fights in a different way and I'm not sure if he's going to stick to that unorthodoxy in this fight as well, because if he does, then, you know, it will be uh, it will make things def definitely more difficult for Anthony Smith because he's not really able to predict what's going to be coming next. But if he tries to um, be safe, potentially, and tries to utilize the same strategy that he um, used against Alexander Gustafson, well, it will, it will make things easier for himself. But, you know, the question is, is John Jones trying to just stay safe, you know, just stay at the top, remain the champion and just defend his belt? Or is he looking to once again prove himself and why he deserves to be the champion? Is he going to put on a, a very good performance, a performance of a lifetime? Or is he just going to take this fight as a warm up fight, you know, like a quote unquote warm up fight because he just got back and he wants to obviously remain the champion? What is his strategy? What is his mindset? What does he actually want to do? So I guess we just have to wait and see what what <laughs> you know what he is going to do on fight nights. But regardless of all the things that I just said, this fight is going to be very interesting because Anthony Smith himself is saying that he has all the weapons necessary to beat John Jones that none of the other opponents of John Jones have actually had. So it would be really interesting to see how how things play out for both parties in this case. But overall, definitely do give this fight a watch. Now, I'm just looking at the clock. I don't think we're going to have enough time to talk about all the other fights that are happening. I'm just going to briefly mention the co-main event, though, because it's going to be happening between Tyron Woodley and Kamaru Usman. So this is going to be for the welterweight championship of the world. And this fight is going to be really interesting, too, because both guys, they, they possess similar styles. And uh, they both come from a very strong wrestling background. And their striking, too, is very explosive. So it's just a clash of, of 
of styles, like similar styles. So it's just really interesting to see how things play out between Tyron Woodley and Kamara Usman as well. And I'm I'm looking through the list of the fights for this whole fight card, and they're so interesting. So I would definitely recommend that if you're a purist, if you're an MMA purist, um, I know that you will know a lot of the guys and, and gals that are fi fighting on this particular fight card. And so it'll be really interesting to see how everybody um, fights their fights in this whole fight card. So I'll definitely recommend that you start watching the fights early, um, potentially from the preliminaries because they're still pretty exciting as well. So definitely do give this UFC 235 a very good watch. I'll be talking about them next week, some things that will happen and potential surprises that will go down. So that is pretty much it. Yeah, I'm just looking at the clock. I talk too much as always, but that is fine because I talked about the main event of the evening. That is what I really want to talk about, miss mainly and mostly. So there's that. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Man, I talked a lot. Yo, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you already know, you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. Make sure you watch UFC 235. And this is TKO. Peace out.